Oh. So, so when are you recording the full band version? Probably for the next thing. The next album? Yeah. That would be sick. Probably. I'm a big fan of bands like having like uh different versions of songs on other albums, especially if it's like a weird one like that. Um God damn it. What? No, then I just like us not having very high output mics like Oh yeah, I know. Really drives me a little bananas. Really grinds my gears. It really sucks my lemon. Yeah. Okay, we're both showing up now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's um that's also part of why it's not on the the current record is because um this is like uh it's kind of like a, a it's a preview but not really of of like what you guys are doing next. Yeah. Yeah. So then like I feel you. Yeah, we put this out Christmas comp exclusive or whatever, maybe put it on streaming later and then record comes out has nothing to do with it. Then yeah. the next thing, hey, it's back. Hey, it's back. Yeah. It's back. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Hey, do you have a top 5 liquid cheese ranking? <laughs> <laughs> top 5. What Okay, so like 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 pre-liquefied or like cheese that's like when it's cheese liquid. that has become liquid so just like any cheese when any it's liquid. liquid cheese um cheddar's pretty good when it's liquid oh no 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 oh. this is not what i'm talking about okay i'm talking about pre-liquefied no i'm not talking about what, is, what are either. you talking about? i'm talking about give me a specific place that has liquid cheese <laughs> I don't fucking know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> today, and he's never going to hear this, so I don't care. My, So we have a new manager where, I, like, a, I am a manager mm-hmm. at where I work, but I have a new guy who is the boss of me, mm. who's, like, the store manager, general manager, whatever you'd say. Cringe. I know. He's super cringe. Um today he was talking to a customer about um our the cheese that we put on uh cheese fries and cheese dogs mm-hmm. and uh i work at a i work at sort of a five guys type of joint everybody but it's maybe a little classier than that a little classier Six than five guys, guys. seven dot seven dudes seven yeah. dudes <laughs> um yeah i work at a little uh burger spot and uh today he was talking to a customer about our liquid cheese and he he said honestly it's one of my top liquid cheeses <laughs> of all the liquid cheeses of I all have, the liquid cheeses it's up there it's my top one <laughs> and i was like i was like that's some serious where do you get like, liquid cheese that's some serious gnarly dude behavior is having yeah. a top liquid cheese the only liquid cheese i can like think of in general is just like you go to some like fucking baseball game sure, or something. Sure, yeah. And, then, and you have liquid cheese with the nachos. Yeah, it's like you get nachos and it's this fucking synthetic. Yeah, goop. the nastiest fucking cheese. <laughs> it's you've goop. Ever had, but yeah. then like you eat it and it's like, damn, this sucks, but I'm going to keep eating it. Have you ever had gas station liquid cheese? Mm-mm. Neither have I. I, I feel I like it's the same thing. I can't like bring myself to take that leap, you know? I feel like it's the I'm same thing. I'm not ready thing. for that level of dirt bag you know yeah 
I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I'm not usually brave enough to have like gas station food that they make there anyway. Like I've the done roller it, food. Yeah. Well, yeah. definitely not that. But, yeah. No. Um, I I have. I steer clear of those. I've had gas station food one time, um, and this is like completely Brag divorced about from it, why don't you i know right but this is like completely divorced from like just like the products they have on the shelves yeah, like sure. this is like the kitchen shit that they have oh okay, i went to a a racetrack and i got a slice of pizza mid um, mid kitchen at racetrack chicken tenders and something else but it was all unremarkable but it got the job done i will say okay so in the oh man, this is this is like a step away from having a top liquid cheese. Um, <laughs> in in my pantheon of gas station foods, of of made to order gas station foods, mm-hmm. um, I I would say like Sheets has my number one vote, mm. and then Wawa, and then Quick Trip. Quick Trip breakfast goes crazy. Mm. Like Quick Trip's biscuits. I've never been awake early enough. And near a quick trip to do. You can that. order them at any time of day. I've That's never what's so fucked up about. I it. only, I there, there's a quick trip, three minutes from my apartment. I only go there past midnight. That uh, yeah, you could get a. Uh, I guess your kitchen's not, closed. Kitchen's closed at midnight. Uh, can't go. Can't do it. Yeah, kitchen's closed. Sheets Sheets's kitchen is open twenty four hours, baby. Well, I don't have a Sheets near me. I don't yeah, think. neither do I. I mean, the nearest one is in North. Carolina, I think. Maybe South Carolina. Maybe South little, Carolina has one. A little bit of a hike. A bit of a hike. But I would make the drive just to go do it. Mm. Um uh yeah, top five liquid cheeses. Fuck, I was gonna bring something else up. You know what I was gonna bring up? What? Welcome back to the Saint Scene. It's a podcast. Oh, you got me. Oh, oh I got you em. got I me. Got I'm one of your hosts, Dawson, he him pronouns. I'm your other host, Carson, he, him, pronouns. And we are so back. We are so back. We're having a land party tomorrow. We are. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be cool. You're coming, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have work tomorrow, but I can just do it after. Fuck yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah, I can just do it whenever. Yeah. Um, I have work tonight, too. Andrew and I were, uh... oh, do you? Mm-hmm. You're crazy. Just a pickup. It's not that bad. Oh, okay. All right. Andrew and I were, uh, we were like trying to figure out like what snacks would be good for like, you know, having to constantly touch game controllers and shit. Mm-hmm. The only thing we could think of that didn't have residue, like finger residue, would be tortilla chips mm-hmm. and pretzels. And then I got home and I had two of the tortilla chips we got. And wouldn't you know, residue. It's, residue on the fingers. It's going to be a residue kind of event. We I, did get game fuel. Oh. We did find Mountain Dew Game Fuel. I've never had that. Personally. I think I have because I think it was at Arby's for a little bit, <laughs> which. That's... And I think I was in an Arby's for an indiscernible reason. And I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> you game spawned fuel? in at an Arby's? Yeah. And had to get your bearings. Uh, do you want to do you want to play COD after this so we could brush up on our skills? Yeah. You want to 1v1 me on Bog? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. I'll fucking probably not whoop your ass i was never that good at cod uh oh this is what i was gonna say went to the movies last night Mm -hmm. latest i've seen a movie in a while what'd you see in what time uh i saw godzilla minus one at 9 p.m Mm. 9 p.m showing of godzilla minus one 
Mm. Uh, and before you ask, the movie was fucking great. I've heard it's amazing. It's so fucking good. I was not expecting it to be as good, if not better, than Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and say it was as good, if not better. Wow. It was so good. Is it the same director as Shin Godzilla? Same director, the guy who did Evangelion. Yeah. Goated. Uh, I also like did not understand why it was called Godzilla Minus One until, like, I don't know, many hours later. I still don't understand. Uh, so it's kind of a joke. Um, you know how the Evangelion guy loves his numbers? He like mm-hmm. loves titling things like Thrice Upon a Time and mm-hmm. like all that shit. Big time. Um, minus one. I think is the joke he could get away with. Um, it's a prequel to the 1954 Godzilla. Oh. Yes. Okay. Um, and I don't know if it's canonical with Shin Godzilla. I don't know if it's set in the same world, but it also does not matter at all. No. Because I... it's set in 1947. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, I loved it. Um, but... Uh, there are these guys behind us in the movie theater who I can only describe as having a board meeting during the entire movie. Um, not the entire movie. Finances or something? They were just fucking yapping. Like, <laughs> there would be an emotional beat and just the entire row behind us would be talking. Mm. And I was like, we're at a 9 p.m. showing of a, of a movie that's not in English. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't dubbed. It was subbed. So we're all reading the fucking screen the whole time. And, dude, I did something I've never done before. Did you tell him to shut up? I walked out of my seat. Oh, shit. I went up to their row and I said, is there something more interesting than the movie we're all watching? (laughs) And they all looked at me. By the way, guys who were in their 40s or, like, late 30s. Just go just, to dinner. Just fucking yapping, <laughs> Just dude. go to dinner if you gotta talk about some shit. It sucked ass. Goodness. And, uh, like, you know, like, Tom and I were on our phones and talked a lot during The Flash. Mm. And I think that's fine. Yeah, well, it's The Flash. It's The Flash. It's the worst movie of the year. We were watching a real movie. There was a <laughs> real movie on the screen. This is cinema we're watching right here. We're watching fucking a prequel to the 1954 Godzilla None of it's in English. I'm trying to read while also having an emotional connection to whatever's going on. And it would there are moments in the movie where pure silence happens and mm-hmm. it's for like dramatic effect. And like you couldn't experience the pure silence because it was just like guys just be like, Oh yeah, uh-huh, for sure. Yeah, no. So tomorrow we'll do um tomorrow we'll run that. Um and I was just like, What the Fuck. Jesus so I got Christ. up and I and I said that to them and they shut up for the rest of the movie. We're so bad. I was I was I was like, God damn. This is like a new level of guy that yeah. I've hit. It was also like Well that's not I don't think that's like a that's not an unreasonable thing to do. No, like, I don't think so at people all. People are yapping, you tell them to shut up. But like, first of all, for me, I was like, it's gonna be me, my two best friends from high school, my brother. Andrew, who's lo- loosely been on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, it's going to be the four of us and then a bunch of fucking weebs. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to be all like-minded individuals, you know, high scorers on the test, if you will. <laughs> and then it was business majors. It was business. It, well, there were weebs for sure. Oh, but like this is opening night of this movie. Business major weebs. No, 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 no. They were not weebs. I, I oh. they were not. Um, and uh, but there were a lot of weebs. Mm-hmm. But like, opening night of this movie, mm-hmm. like, is it just sheer happenstance? They're like, they're like, oh, we're at dinner. How about a nine p.m. showing of the Japanese Godzilla movie? Like, it's insane. <laughs> oh yeah, we can continue our conversation. We can there. continue our entire conversation from dinner there. It's so crazy. But yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't gotten out of, out of a movie at midnight in a really long time mm. and i was like fuck i am tired what's uh and me and my two best friends from high school we used to go to midnight premieres like all the time mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out the last one that we went to at midnight and i think it was rogue one mm. uh but we were out of high school by then mm-hmm. do you do you remember the last midnight premiere you went to uh I haven't been to a terrible amount of them. Oh, um, I I've, they... I've been to a lot of night before premieres um, where like. I'm counting those. Okay. Yeah. So in that case. Um... Midnight premieres are like, they kind of went away. Yeah. I'd say like midnight premieres went away in like 2015, 2014 maybe. That does line up because the last one I went to that was actually at midnight was for Ant-Man. With my friends Damn. in North Carolina. I think I saw a 3 p.m. showing of Ant-Man like a week after it came I, out. I, I loved it at that point. I was like, this is the yeah. best fucking Marvel movie ever made. But um, last midnight showing I went to, um, I could probably fucking look at my letterbox. I think it was, it might have been the creator. You went to a night before one of that? No, it was like two weeks before. Whoa! Yeah, I, I have Regal Unlimited, so sometimes they'll just like have an offer. It's like, hey, see this movie like a week or two weeks it's before. Fucking early as shit. Yeah, I did that with um. I can't new... believe it was finished two weeks before. It was. Yeah, I mean, it was That's probably nuts. finished long in advance. Um, considering like how low the budget was. Yeah, but, no um, kidding, and how much practical stuff's in it. Yeah, yeah, I did that for the creator. I did it for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which was really good. I, oh, is that the Spider Verse looking one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it was really, really. I'm good. excited to watch that on mm-hmm. probably HBO Max. Yeah, I, I'm, my guess is that it's going to come to that somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was the creator. Yeah, I t- I went with my my parents, um, because it was for my dad's birthday, and I like I forgot that the day that I was going to that movie was also my dad's birthday. Nice, because I had those two like comp- compartmentalized differently. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. The 27th is my dad's birthday, but Wednesday is when I'm going to do this thing. But Wednesday was the 27th. Oh, yeah. So I, w- I like brought it up in conversation offhandedly a couple days before, um, and they were like, it's your dad's birthday. And I was like, hey, dad, I have great news. <laughs> yeah, we are going to we're see going the creator. We're going to do a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to like a 2 p.m. of Oppenheimer, I think. Mm. That's the right time to see that movie. Yeah. Because it's like... I mean, you got you got time to cool off and like not be depressed (laughs) for sure. I went to a fucking 1030 showing of Killers of the Flower Moon. 1030 p.m. P.m. I got out at 2 (sighs) a.m. and I had a blast. You ever done a uh, you ever done a Sunday matinee? Yeah. 
or a, like a Saturday or Sunday matinee. Yeah, I went. I saw um, Saw X. In like at, at a matinee. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw Prometheus at a matinee, and uh, I don't know if it was a scene in the movie. Or something like that, but like I got so lightheaded and vomited, and then came back and watched the rest of the movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I, maybe it was too early for me to eat that much popcorn. Maybe like also that movie does have some yucky parts in it. That movie does have some yucky. Stuff. That fucking like C-section scene is gnarly. That is the scene where I went to the bathroom and threw up. You I know, couldn't do it. I figured. was like, fuck this. <laughs> um, and that was like before. My dad had, like, the movie's 2013, so my dad had definitely stopped, like, covering my eyes during movies at that mm. point. Like, I think that stopped around, like, the second Transformers movie or something, mm. which I also went to a matinee of, by the way. Wow. I went to also a matinee of uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. So sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. I, I wanted to see those movies when I was a kid, and I'm glad I didn't because I would have been so disappointed. Yeah. I've heard they are, like, so bad it's unbelievable. I owned the first one, which I think is Rise of Cobra, on, this is a very old sentence, I owned the first one on, uh, not Apple TV, iTunes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had it on an iPod video that, like, still had the click wheel. Mm-hmm. I would watch G.I. Joe on my iPod video, and it was not scaled. So, like, the, cre- awesome. the credits would be, like, Purdue. Like, it's oh. <laughs> like So, like, half the screen names, was cut yeah. off. Yeah. That's crazy. Channing Tut. Channing Tut. He's in two of those movies. I hate that for him. I hate that for him, too. I saw a trailer for the new Jason Statham movie, The Beekeeper. Mm. Holy shit, that looks funny. Oh yeah, it looks. Oh yeah, so I have stupid. seen the trailer for that one. I don't remember what movie I was at for it, but yeah, I saw it and I was like, I wonder when the trend of inferior John Wicks is going to die. Because uh, like this looks it's really gonna funny. be a minute. I think it's going to be a minute too because like we're about to get one that I think is going to be actually really good. Silent Night. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one because but like that one has a gimmick. Like yeah. there's no dialogue. That one in has the a gimmick, one... and it's John Woo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, it's it's two gimmicks. It's he can't talk, and also, it's John Woo's first movie in America in like what fifteen years or something fifteen like twenty that? years something something like that. crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, also, Kid Cudi's. Kid Cudi's. In it. In it. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> also, the other gimmick, Kid Cudi. <laughs> Kid Cudi's in it. Also, doesn't talk. Do you think he gets shot? And he's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 fucking starts humming. I mean, he can't talk. What else is he gonna do? <laughs> he picks up a note from the killer that's just like the lonely stoner seems to freeze at night. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no <laughs> the way. The lonely stoner seems to free his mind at silent night. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I've cracked the case. I've cracked it. Yeah. It's Joel Kinnaman." <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about this fucking song. <laughs> this fucking song. Hey, everyone. Today we're talking about uh, $20 Nosebleed, and here's a snippet of it. And it's over. And it's over. Look at that. It's yeah. so over. I would love for it to play longer. That's a shame. Uh, here's another you. snippet of it. And 
Jones. It's over. It's over. Yeah, Dawson making me do more editing. Eddie, you want a third one? Here's another snippet. You fucker. Uh, and it's over. And it's over. Um, yeah. Uh, I can vividly remember exactly where I was the first time I heard this song. Me too. Uh, well, yeah, it was only two years ago for you. Uh, three, I think. Three. Something like that. 2020. <laughs> I Listen, my memory is terrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's an achievement if I can remember where I was the first time I heard a song. Well, I can remember where I was in 2009. Wow. So I don't know anything that happened in 2008. Uh, yeah, because you were uh, four years I was eight. Old? Oh, eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How old do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> uh, extremely. Based on that... You- <laughs> you would have thought I was 19. Have you played around with the Bing AI images thing yet? No. Oh, man. Uh, I, 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 the only... The, few things make me laugh more than me going in there and typing in extremely old man. <laughs> it spits out some good Extremely old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Dude, we're so cooked. Like <laughs> AI, the Bing AI image generator is so good. Like, yeah. and like, I get it. It's stealing. I'm not gonna use it for actual art. Yeah. But if I can come up with a funny enough prompt that makes me laugh, I'm gonna do it. Extremely like, old man. <laughs> extremely old man. Um, That's hang on. So good. This is this is my. Uh, this is this is my background right now. Oh. <laughs> Which is, uh, the prompt I wrote was uh, uh, National Geographic photographers uh, photographing a truck like it's a wild animal. (laughs) And and for our audio listeners, it's just national, it's just some photographers with an inhumanly sized (laughs) semi-truck that instead of windows at the front, it has a big fucking lion head. (laughs) It goes kind of stupid. It goes kind of stupid. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, 2008, I was four years older than you, so, I was was 11 or 12 when I heard this for the first time, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I remember my dad skipping this song. Really? Yeah, like, because I had the CD, and obviously, like, you know... If you have a CD that someone gives you, like you're going to put it in your parents' car so you can listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad and I got to this song and he heard the piano and the verse and was like, and was like, ah, I hate songs like this. And then skipped it. <laughs> Damn. Very vivid memory. And then I was like, hang on. And I played it back. And I think he liked it after that. Um, my dad hates like jangly songs mm. like this. Uh, Anything with like a boom, da boom, da boom. Oh yeah, well My that's dad valid. Really like any of that. <laughs> um, he hates that uh, flagpole sitter song. Oh really? Yeah. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Yeah. My dad hates that song. <laughs> Fucking hates it. Um, and I know that that's not what this song is, but like, mm-hmm. it was like too jangly for him. Um, and uh, I remember my friend Kale. Who is like a, the vegetable? Like the vegetable, yeah. That's you don't crazy. spell it like that. Oh, okay. Um, and his his uh, have I told you about this? I don't My think so. My friend Kale's middle name is America. <laughs> K 
Kale his name America. Is Kale America Willis. That's awesome. And he does listen to this podcast. So Kale America it. Willis. It's so awesome. That is a badass name. His mom's middle name is Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sick. That uh, rocks. Yeah. Kale uh Kale and I had like a bond over Fallout Boy. Like a very big that we still have it to this day too. And uh I was just uh like talking to him about Fallout Boy at school one day and he's like, dude, that twenty dollar nosebleed song is so good. Mm-hmm. And like I think we listened to it together the classic way that you listen to things on on an iPod, which is, you know, your friend has one earphone and you have the other. Mm-hmm. So the classic. Uh, the classic. And we were just like, this song's so good, man. <laughs> and uh we had no idea what Benzedrine was. We no. had no idea what that twenty dollar nosebleed was talking about Coke. Um but we played it in his mom's car and she's like, what's this song called? And we were like called $20 Nosebleed, and she's like, oh, cocaine, that's fun. <laughs> she's, she's a cool mom, and uh, like we just thought it was hilarious that cocaine, she Cocaine, that. that's fun. Oh, cocaine, that's fun. <laughs> um, we just love that song so, 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 so much. Um, and I think at one point, like, this, this was the first song I wanted to learn that had, like, virtually no guitar in it, because mm. it's that piano. It's those, there's like, I'm sure guitar chords in the chorus, Mm -hmm. there definitely are, but like, there's barely any guitar on it. And I remember like, that not bothering me at all Mm -hmm. for the first time, because it bothered me when other songs didn't have guitar. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, who is this Florida? Who is this Florida? And why is he not using guitars? Florida? What are you talking about whistles? What's yeah. your problem, dude? Whistle was not out by then. He was know. just the guy low. Oh. And then, did Florida have, have another hit shortly he after that? so many hits. I mean, he has so many, but it's like low, and then what comes after low? Was he low? Right round. I feel like right, yeah, right round was pretty she early. She hit the flow, she hit the flow, next thing you know, sure you're low, low. Low seems like too good of a song to be a flow rider song. But. Well, low and right round are basically the same song. I don't like right round. Do you like that it's Kesha on the song? I mean, I'm ambivalent towards that aspect. I just think the song's annoying. Uh, the song is very annoying. Yeah, I hate that song. It's a worse version. It's that low. I forget. I, like, I truthfully like, fucking forget. Well, the the main thing with right round that annoys me is that is the interpolation of of the of the soft cell song. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's, it's not, not soft cell. It's something else. Old fucking old old bands. Old song, and the interpolation of that song. Yeah, um, which the the original song is good. I like the original. It's funny. That song is sick. Mm-hmm. But right round is bad. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta find out what Florida's top Spotify songs are. Probably whistle right now, because there's a meme going around of Josh Hutcherson, like a fan edit of Josh Hutcherson set to whistle that came back because he was in the FNAF movie. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So. That one has made a, a resurgence recently. I wouldn't be shocked if Whistle re-entered the, the top the Yeah, Whistle is the number three. Oh. Um, low is number one, obviously. 
Oh, yeah. Low, wild ones, whistle, good feeling, and club can't handle me. Which I forgot was him. Well, it was mostly David Guetta, I guess. Uh, he counts. Dude, his first album is called Mail on Sunday. Who gives a shit? Like <laughs> Mail on Sunday. Mail on Sunday. That's awesome. He hasn't put out an album since 2015. He doesn't need to. No, he doesn't. When you have... When you have fucking, that many fucking hits, dude. You can you can just you can do whatever, do whatever, whatever you, you want. want. You could do whatever you want even if you just had Whistle. True. Okay, so the only thing, the only hit off Mail on Sunday is Low. Mm-hmm. And then a year later he puts out Roots, which stands for R- Route of Overcoming the Struggle. Awesome. Which is pretty funny. Um, I don't know if uh, well, I don't know his his history. So if he was in the struggle, he definitely overcame the struggle. He definitely overcame it. And right round is the only hit off that. There's a song with Nelly Furtado called "Jump," which I'm not familiar with. And then Wild Ones from 2012 has like so many big hits. Mm. Fucking whistle opens the record, then into Wild Ones. <coughs> Then let it roll. Good feeling. In my mind, part two, which I don't remember part one very well, but oh, also run feet red foo of LMFAO. Oh, very cool. And then my house has my house only seven songs. Wow, king of being ahead of the time, and it has. Did Kanye rip off Flow Rider? <laughs> that. It has my house, and then what's the, it's going down for real. Is that him? I don't think so. Fuck. Who is that? I don't know. Anyway. Me when it's going down for real. Oh, it's, I suppose, Young Jock? All right, well, anyway. Not the point of this episode. You know what's going down for real? My IQ, the more I think about Florida. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> the more I think about Florida, the more I, I am just upset by yeah. it. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just don't like his songs. Did you watch the new uh, Train Records episode? Yeah. Uh, about Nickelback mm-hmm. and Florida being on that Nickelback song? I was... The way he, put, he, he did that reveal was yeah. so insane. Dude... I also forget how huge of a guy Flo Rida is. Yeah. When you what's what did Todd say? It's like when you want when you want a rapper on your song, but you don't really care who which one. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, fucking it's Flo so Rida funny. On there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What about Flo Rida? That Nickelback record is like impressively terrible. That first song kind of goes. Yeah. Apart from that one. Yeah. Do you like? hate Nickelback? Are you one of these people who, like... I, I do hate Nickelback, but I have listened to entire records by Nickelback. So it's it's okay. not just... all the right records. reasons in Silver Side Up, I think, are, like, pretty good all the way through. I have listened to all the right reasons, and I hated it. <laughs> Damn. I hated it so much. It, it was a few years ago. My tastes have softened since then, so maybe, but I wouldn't count on I it. I kind of think they're sick, and not in, like, an ironic way. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just a band that, like, 
I guess I had to be told that they were corny because, like, I was, like, I, like, started getting into music when they were in their peak. Mm. So, like, just everyone had fucking Silver Side Up and, and all the right reasons. Like, everyone had those CDs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, what's there not to like about Nickelback? And then later it was like, oh, Nickelback sucks. What's there to like about Nickelback? What's there to like about Nickelback? I will admit, How You Remind Me, pretty good song. That song's great. I fuck with that song, honestly. I don't think Photograph is awesome. I don't like Photograph. I think Rockstar is really good. Rockstar is funny. Rockstar is funny. Uh, here's, here's something. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top did his feature on Rockstar and his Queens of the Stone Age feature in the same year. Just the dichotomy, <laughs> the, like which the, album was he on for Queens? Of uh, he's on the intro of Lullabies to Paralyze. That's insane. Yeah, which is a great record. That's so Lullabies great. and Era Vulgaris, I think, are like interchangeable for the best two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best two quotes are records. I think I've only heard songs for the deaf all the way through. That record rocks. It's just like I record, like it. That record's overwhelming. Like the concept of it's like it's like, what if there was a fucked up guy on the radio playing fucked up songs? What if there was a guy on the radio who you probably wouldn't want to hang out with? What if there's a guy on the radio who's evil Mm. and weird? What if the radio was not your friend? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's the only record where they're really doing like, like they're just like they wear leather jackets too much to write a concept record. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, come on. I I mean I've yeah. never seen Josh Homme wear a hoodie. That, you can't but, write a concept record if you don't own a hoodie. I that is true, but also especially because what Songs for the Deaf came out like what two thousand four something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Especially around that time, the concept record was like is like you're a big fucking band. Put out a concept record. You gotta put pussy. out a concept record. If you can't handle a concept record. You're not a real fucking band, pussy. So, I love the way you said pussy just then. Pussy. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> uh, the other day I was talking to Amber about how uh, I could never be a rapper because uh, all the interviews are like, explain what this lyric means. Ex- explain everything about this lyric. Mm-hmm. And the only good rap lyric I could I could come up with was pussy sound like it's blowing its nose. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so bad. Explain what this means. Like, I mean, if you you need me to explain it. If you need it. me to explain it, I think you're a virgin, buddy. Um, <laughs> sounds like you haven't encountered some pussy that sounds like it's blowing, it's it's blowing its, nose. its nose. Anyway. Which is a skill uh, Yeah, issue, there were a lot of concept records in that era, and I feel like... Is Foley a concept record? That's what I was getting to. I was going to do the smoothest segue you've oh. ever... The smoothest seeg you've ever heard. Hey, well, listeners, forget I said anything. Yeah. Carson, just I'm not going to edit this. Fuck just, that. Yeah, it's no. too funny that you <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, so there are, like... This is height or towards the end of the Bush administration, mm-hmm. and we're all... Everyone's kind of looking at it with, you know hindsight um and this is the only lyric in the entire record that is like directly about george bush the um 
the man who would be king came goes to the desert the same war his dad rehearsed came back with flags on coffins and said we won which is a banger it, great lyric banger lyric um at the time so i did not know well. what that meant at all i didn't know what that meant until just now when you said that yeah i mean it's very clearly about bush i knew it was about war there's people on the reddit who use this song to just like to justify their very stupid theories about this record which you know fully Folia do stands for the madness of two, mm-hmm. or not stands for it means the madness of two. The madness of George H W and George W. No, people say that the the two are Bush and Cheney, <laughs> which is like go fuck yourself. Like, Bush and Cheney. They're that's... like, yeah, I don't care what you think as long as it's about me. That's clearly Dick Cheney. I'm like, that's... you are the stupidest person I've that's ever met. Clearly, Dick Cheney fantasizing about George W. Dick Bush. Dick Cheney. <laughs> making money off the Iraq war. Making money off the Iraq war, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that Gabriel Gundacker died in that horrible gay sex accident. I Yeah, I you know, it was really <laughs> tragic how Gabe Gundacker was like exploded into a billion pieces after having too much gay sex. Having <laughs> way too much gay way sex. Way too much awesome gay sex. With LeBron James. With LeBron I couldn't James. think of another canceled person fast enough. <laughs> With, uh... Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson. Yeah. And, um, well, I, I told Gabriel not to wear those cat ears. All right. I... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think this album's about Bush at all. This um, song, definitely part of it. Um, definitely. I mean, this, that line at least. That line for sure. Um, but the line before it is, uh, it, it Feels like fourteen carats, but no clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at the man who would be king, was America um, in like a a good? Ec- no, it was two thousand. No, it was two thousand eight. So recession uh, or pre recession, almost recession. Um, but maybe it was about the housing bubble. Maybe they. Well, no, it's not. I don't know. It absolutely isn't. But allow I me to don't schizo post. A I don't bit. read this song as. I mean, yeah, this song is a little <laughs> schizo posting. <laughs> I don't read this song as being political mm-hmm. other than that line. Um, I think this song is about just being so fed up with the world and also being in a band at the same time, mm-hmm. trying to like, because I mean, like, and I resonate with this a lot. Like the world's fucking crazy right now. I mean. It it never hasn't been, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I'm 27, and, uh, you know, so the world feels like it's ending all the time, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I, the only thing that I can really bring up is, like, the, the only thing that I think about when I'm going on stage, I'm like, fuck, there's, like, there's, like, people dying in, like, Israel and Palestine right now, like, there's people, like, there's literally war to world war three starting mm-hmm. at this very moment and i'm like in a green room trying to make sure i get liquid iv before we start like it just it feels very trivial to play in a band um like during times like these like it's uh, so like i think i can definitely relate to that it's it's more so like complaining than it is like political statement. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's meant to hit hard. I don't think it's meant to be cutting. It's just supposed to be like, look at this shit. Like, look God at this. Look at this it. important shit that's happening. 
that I'm not going to do anything about because I that's not my area. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I I still think that this relates to the band breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the uh, the first line of the rec of this song is have you ever wanted to disappear and join a monastery? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like I'm sure that they were feeling that at the time. Like they're the biggest band in the world. Uh, other than you too, of course, mm-hmm. um, they're the biggest band in the world. No one's bigger than you. No too. one's bigger than you too. And they are, you know, putting out records at a time in the world where there's a lot of crazy shit happening. Um, and, you know, they knew that this was going to be the last one for a little while. And, you know, the option of bowing out and going to a monastery is like, you know, I bet that looks really appealing when Pete's writing the lyrics to this song. Mm-hmm. So this album is a concept album, but more than anything, it's about it's a concept album about the band itself, mm-hmm. which is trying to be... uh really rewarding and very uh like a little too relatable at times yeah. <laughs> like i yeah. think that's why this record has stuck with me so for so long is like you know some days i'm like oh man i hate how much i relate to this and other days i'm like oh man it's good i don't relate to this like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i feel like this record definitely gets better if you're in a band and like the longer you're in the band for sure it's like damn they were spitting with that one <laughs> do you think this is a musician's record Definitely. Do you think that people don't like this one or people didn't immediately click with this one because they weren't either musicians or trying to be musicians? I feel like it there's definitely part of it. Um, but I for also sure. like it was just really bad timing for this album to come out in general. Um, yeah. Not only because uh it, like the the tides of the scene were changing but they were changing because it was oversaturated with this kind of music and from a an outsider's like non-musician's perspective this isn't that different from this from the other stuff that they'd already done yeah like i feel like if you are um like just somebody who didn't really care about fallout boy or um, only really liked the popular stuff, had the CD because Sugar were going down was on it or something. Yeah. And like didn't really read into it too far beyond that. You heard this record and it's operating within a sound that you're already tired of and you're like, well, I don't give yeah, a shit about Yeah, for sure. This. Whereas like I, I very much see this as like being like as good as OK Computer or something like that. And mm-hmm. like OK Computer... Like, it's almost the same deal, other than the fact that, like, OK Computer was instantly a classic because of the singles. Like, you know, when I think about this one, it's like Fall Out Boy had had more than one hit at this point. They had actually had a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once, uh, I'm going to quote Mike Shinoda here. Once everybody have a, has a theory about how something works, they want the next thing to be just like the first. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the reason why Radiohead could make OK Computer is because, like, Creep had come and gone, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, they were kind of considered a one-hit wonder at that point. Like, no one gave a shit about the Benz when it came out. Uh, yeah. No one fucking cared about that yeah. that record at all. I still, I think High and Dry was like a minor hit, but even barely though. Yeah, it was not um, fucking creep. 
And I think that's uh, shown by how little of they play, how little of the bends that they play live. Mm-hmm. Like they maybe play just, they maybe play my iron lung. Mm-hmm. They maybe play fake plastic trees, mm-hmm. but like OK Computer, like because it wasn't supposed to be a hit, because they were supposed to just have creep and then nothing. They had like I mean it was just this huge record and it was so ubiquitous and just because it was artsy, it was like well this is the fucking band that did creep. We didn't know they could do this. Mm-hmm. Or it's like everyone kind of knew Fallout Boy was capable of of a record like this. They just didn't think they would ever do it. Yeah. Is how I read it at least. Because listening to this song today like I I get it. Like I get how someone could be like oh yeah, that record's fine. Like that record is it's the one after Infinity on High or like it sounds too much like Infinity on High or something like that. I there's no way this song could have gone on Infinity or Save Rock and Roll, mm-hmm. a- anything. This That's... song belongs on this record, and it's the perfect example of like, oh, I've never heard that Fall Out Boy album before. What's like the standout track? Mm-hmm. Immediately, my mind would probably go to this. Yeah, and it's crazy because this record is like, you take it all in like as a whole package, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see how... They got to yep. hear from Infinity. Sure. But you take an individual song like this one, uh-huh. West Coast Smoker, and you're like, this doesn't fit anywhere else. This, yeah. But also, I would say that no fucking band could ever, no no band other than this could, could make this. Not at their level at that time, no. Not at their level at that time at all, no. And uh, it's, it's a, it's like interesting to think about this, like, same year that Pretty Odd comes out, mm-hmm. right? Like a whole different story with yeah, how that was a whole received. different story with like you know that album didn't like kill the band, even though half the band left. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, they, well, they left a little bit later. They didn't announce that they were out. No, of the it wasn't immediate. But what new perspective? Uh, I think two thousand ten. Yeah, Jennifer's body new out. perspective came out, and that was the first one with just Brendan and Spencer. I think the other two played on it, but I know Brendan wrote the lyrics because they make no goddamn sense yeah. at all. Well, there's a lot of vices that um, at least Ryan, Ryan was wrote, was yeah. very involved in, like yeah. nearly witches, especially. Um, yeah, I'd have to go look at the writing credits for that one again. But mm-hmm. anyway, like. It's just funny that, like, Pretty Odd is the same year as this, Mm -hmm. and it does not, I mean, it definitely does not do as well as this record. No. Because this record did very, very well. Um, But that was because it was the follow-up to the biggest record of 2007, arguably. Mm -hmm. Like, Black Parade won 2006, Infinity on High was the only record that people were talking about in 2007. Yeah. As far as the scene goes. So, mm-hmm. um, it, they could have put out anything and it would have sold a they, bunch of money. That's exactly correct. But it is like, it is the follow up to the big record, which I'm always fascinated by those records. Like, like 22, a million by Bonnie bear. Like, yeah. it's so funny that that's the follow up to for Emma. Mm-hmm. Which is it's just so funny. Or follow up to the self titled, whichever okay. one is the big one. I don't listen to Bony Bear. That's a shame. You you I should know. figure that out. 
There's a lot of people I don't listen to that I should. Yeah. Um, I agree. But like <laughs> the album after the big album is something I'm always interested in. Yeah. And I think it might be because of this record is because this is the album after the big album and it is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like if you write two masterpieces that are completely different from each other. Yeah. I think the only thing you can do is not be a band for four years. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the only thing that makes sense, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I'm talking a lot. You talk. Okay. <laughs> talk more about $20 nosebleeds. Uh, yeah, this, um, this record is like, I, I do agree that it's fascinating what bands do with their, their record that comes out after the big one, because I feel like there's almost this pressure to, switch it up or or deepen your sound a little bit so that people don't write you off as like a pop band basically. Right, sure. Um cuz definitely with um uh with Infinity like with fucking Jesus Christ, how am I forgetting what the big song on Infinity was? Uh thanks for the memories. This yeah. scene it's an arms race. The, any of those. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the memories like I can see how the band like that song pops off and they're like, all right, we don't want to be just like the thanks for the memories band. We want to have something that's like weird and like everything that we want to do and not trying to write for hits or whatever, which I feel like that's an interesting thing. Like a lot of times when a band has a big record, their first inclination is like, all right, let's not write any hits. (laughs) Yeah, that is very strange. Uh, I think it's very funny that that's the first thought, but also like it makes sense because like Hootie and the Blowfish died because their first, like their breakout record was like this one sound and then the follow-up was the exact same sound yeah, and it yeah. killed the band essentially. Yeah. Um, so. Mud, uh, I know they're completely different, but Mudvayne did like two records that were exactly the same and the second one did not work at all. They're like, Fuck. All right, fine, we'll do butt rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny that like it's almost a smarter move for them to pivot to butt rock instead of like making the same album twice. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like I think in the long run, like it, like in the short term, like yeah, people are gonna give you shit for like changing your sound or making it more accessible after your first record. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't know. Like I I. I feel like in the long run, people appreciate that more than more than anything. Is like you tried to evolve the band, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, but at yeah. least you didn't make the same record two times. Yeah, you know the band Head PE. Uh, they've put out the same record every two years since 1996. Damn, every like, two years. Every two years, they put out a record this year. Holy shit! Um, and uh, they are bad. They are really bad. Um, they. I mean, they've got some tracks. I'm not going to lie. Like the early stuff, like they have some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as they get into later in their career, they're just repeating themselves over and over. Like mm-hmm. same tempo, basically the same riff, basically the same chorus every single time. They mm-hmm. must have 15 records by now. Like it's like. Oh, we sold a uh, we sold this many records. It's like yeah, because you have fucking fifteen of them. Yeah, you it's know? a war of attrition. At that sold point. over, we've sold over two million records worldwide. It's like really, yeah? you have fifteen albums. Yeah, no kidding. 
You have 15 albums and you're moderately popular. I'd be <laughs> shocked if you hadn't sold 2 million records. The same the same 50,000 people bought all of them. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they play like the same venues we play and they've been around for a long time. Their their star has, has fallen quite a bit, which I wish on no one, but yeah. that's what happens when you write the same record over and over. I mean, if they're still trucking with the same record over and over again doesn't seem like they care very much no it doesn't it's gotta be a nice mindset to have yeah there's a there is something to be said about fallout boy looking at this record and just being like where will we be after this yeah and then saying ah you know what fuck that (laughs) it doesn't matter where we'll be after this uh we we just won't be after this (laughs) i mean it's ultimately like probably the smartest move like can you imagine if the 1975 broke up after notes like like for real like broke up after notes and then in 2025 they announced that they're coming back yeah they would sell out fucking football stadiums like they're they would have basically their own eras tour they kind of do they kind (laughs) of do i mean like i know they do madison square garden and shit like that but like they're not Taylor Swift big, but they yeah. I mean they they essentially hit the same point just like with a time skip. Sure. They're yeah. just like notes came out. All right, let's do something completely different and now we're more popular than we've ever been. I think a lot of that's pandemic yeah. stuff. Well, notes could only come out in the pandemic and do as well as it did because that is a fucking is mess. Is it a pandemic? It's a, it's right before, isn't it? it? I think like the rollout was leading up yeah. and then it came out like I think right after it started, basically. Do you remember? I mean, I'm sure you do since it was only three years ago, but do you remember that <laughs> there was like three months of album rollouts that had already started? Yeah. And nothing got postponed. And it was like, it was like, yeah, we're just putting it out during the it's pandemic. It's just coming out. And then there was another three months where like nothing came out because. R- rollouts had been like severely postponed <laughs> yeah that was uh it was a weird year for music so strange dude like uh clipping put out a record in 2020 mm-hmm. and didn't tour it they couldn't they couldn't but like the idea was that they would have toured the 2019 record and the 2020 record like basically like back to back was has been what david has said and they're like just now getting back to those dates that they were planning on doing. Yeah. They were just in the UK. Um, I'm sure David has like a movie to shoot soon. So probably. Yeah. Fucker's got know. Disney money now. Fucker does have Disney money. Well, he had Hamilton money before that, so I mean I just think he it's still rem- did clipping. I think it's remarkable awesome. that he's still doing clipping after it's getting so Hamilton cool. and Disney money. Yeah. That's so yeah. awesome. Do you think Clipping will ever write their, like, big record? No. I don't think they will either. I, I think d- they are too committed to being fucking weird as fuck. Yeah. And, like, they're get it, they get better every release now. Like, yeah. fucking Visions of Bodies Being Burned is probably their best record. I have no idea. Like, when people ask me where to start with them, I'm like, fucking pick Self-titled, one. I think. Really? Yeah. Self-titled is... Like towards the end of the self titled, I'm like, I would just rather listen to Splendor and Misery or Yeah. But you can't start with Splendor and Misery. And No, you can't. That's the one where I'm like, wait on that record. Yeah. <laughs> like that one is 
too much. That record's a lot. Yeah. It's insane. Great record. Amazing God record. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, top I, to bottom, incredible record. But, yeah. I guess yeah. either... Um, I, well, no, because... I, I, yeah, I, st- I stand by self-titled because uh, Addiction is like... Um, it's it's leaning more into like horror elements and like they are like scary music for those two albums but the rest of their discog isn't really like that um it's like less overtly uh horror influenced it's more like the horrors of existing where you are rather than the horrors of there's a cult coming to fucking cut you up yeah (laughs) i do think that like I see, I don't even know what they do next. Like I don't I, either. I'm so excited for I know they I know they got a record coming, mm-hmm. which maybe I'm not supposed to talk about. They but. I mean, of course they have a record coming. I know a little bit more than that. Well I'll tell you off. Well then don't say what the more is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to. Um Yeah, they yeah. They're kind of like impossible to have a big record. Like it's yeah. it's pretty funny. But I think um the fact that David is a big guy now ensures yeah. that they're going to carry on and do whatever the hell they want because they don't need a big I, yeah i guess they don't need like the money and like they're seen big like yeah the the loser variation like the loser variants on sub pop every time they put out a record like those that is crazy out. like i don't know it's like almost the equivalent of having rich parents Basically, like it's you just have like your front man funds everything. It's yeah. like that's great. Your front man funds everything. You, your shit sells out on Sub Pop every time. Yeah, like it's crazy, and you're making the wackiest shit imaginable. Yeah, you're making the noisiest. You're like, making the scariest shit. Imaginable. Yeah, no kidding. The intro to Visions genuinely scared me the first time I heard it. Oh yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen to clipping, everyone. If listen you don't, to clipping. Yeah, we should start. We should get back to Fallout Boy. <laughs> um, the King Fallout of Show Wah. Tunes. The King of Show Tunes is on this song, which I was very happy about personally. Oh yeah, I still am. Um, I think he fits. He just sounds so much like Patrick on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my theory is that Neil Avron was just like, "Fuck it, you sound like." It was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna put the same vocal chain on Brendan." Mm-hmm. Like. They're EQ'd the same way, mm-hmm. and they're mixed the same way. So it like, and Brendan's not doing something that's like completely out of the question for him range wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I guess does he sing the chorus with Patrick? I think so. Yes, he does. So like, you can't really tell, but but he, they sing it at the same time, so it just sounds like Patrick backing up Patrick. Yeah. Which is, you can kind of tell on the double, like when the instrumentation kind of pulls back from being loud for a second on the, don't let the doctor in. Yeah. You can kind of tell that it's two different guys, but you can't really. Yeah. Um. Uh Oh, I, I should probably tell you, I did not listen to this in preparation. I know this song that well. I almost didn't. I, yeah. I, I was listening to the master of, of, of that song I showed you. That's awesome. I was listening to that because, like, I'd already, I, I mean, I've already sent it in to Chill Wave at this point. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was just re-listening. It's like, did, did I fuck up sending it already? But I had right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I should probably listen to it at least one time. But like, oh, I, I, did, I didn't listen to it at all. 
I didn't need to. I've obviously I've definitely listened to it recently. By the way, everybody, my top artist on Spotify on my Spotify rap was you guessed it, Fallout Boy, baby. Who could have guessed? Who could have guessed? Who could have seen? I'm... I was in like the top like point oh five listeners too. Damn. I was like, <laughs> fuck. I feel like my top is gonna be Breakins. Breakins was my number two. Yeah, Breakins was my number two. Gatherers was three. Mm-hmm. Forget who was four. We still need to record that mutilator episode. We do. Yeah. Not tonight though. Not tonight. Because we got to play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, patrons. <laughs> Sorry, patrons. We will be playing Call of Duty. Um, um, but yeah, I, I remember the first time I heard this, I was in a listening party, um, on Discord with my friend Jen and a few other people, um, and. Because like this is Jen one of mentioned Jen mentioned yes yeah this is one of her favorite records ever yeah um because she's based uh yeah Jen Jen rocks for that one and uh, she had been telling me to listen to this album for so long um and like I kind of written it off because I was like oh Fallout Boy like whatever yeah um and then like I joined this listening party because I was like yeah why not yeah yeah what what could possibly go wrong why not and then like I was like shocked the entire time that it was as good as it was and then like this song happened and um uh, like i mean because brendan appears on what a catch before this and i was like pug chimp that guy that i that whose band that i like a lot the voice that i recognize um and then he came up again on this song and i was like oh double pug chimp he's there again um yeah. So I was like, I got a real kick out of that. And then for a while, this was the only song that I came back to off of this record. Damn. Which is not be, not that I didn't like the other tracks, but I loved this one so much. I know I'm probably going to change this later, just when we get into more of this record, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go favorite song on, on this record. I might too. I think I, I think I might say it. I think I might say it. I think it might be the best song. It's not an an incredible case for like showcasing what like everything this band can do. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, if it ain't like just a perfect song, it's just insane how good this thing is. Yeah, it's, it's like it's in all amazing. aspects. Like yeah. the instrument, the instrumental is like in theory like a band doing like a piano led kind of jangly track when their previous shit yeah. is like pump pop punk should not work but like it, yeah no there's like like any other band this would be like immediately off the fucking like off the rails it, but no it one works like it. for yeah. fallout boy because they've always been theatrical yeah and they got the king of show tunes on here too I would argue that they're not theatrical until this record. They've like, had even flashes Infinity, of Infinity, like the the theatricality of Infinity is like kind of like winking at the camera, whereas this is just played entirely straight. I feel like the theatricality kind of made itself known even from Cork Tree like with the the intro to our lawyer being like camera flashes and stuff like that and like the... See but that still still feels like very like Oh yeah, it's and, definitely. Yeah. But like how they play it is like, um, and like with the lyrics of that track and everything, like there's flashes of it throughout their discography. Yeah. But then they fully commit to something like this, and it works perfectly because they like. Which they I think just... is also the reason why "What a Time to Be Alive" works is yeah. because 
they're just like full sending it. Into, not as like, well, mind you. Not as well. I but I by works. no means think that song is as good as this one. But yeah. I do think like full sending it the way they do on this record and full sending that song is the only way that it works. Yeah. Is like if you're like ironically doing it, like the Munsters theme being interpolated on Uma Thurman, that's that's a wink. Mm-hmm. Like that's a like, oh look what we're doing. Oh, remember the Munsters? Remember yeah. You it's know, not even Uma remember Thurman? the Munsters. <laughs> it's like listen to how shitty this guitar part is. Yeah. Like that's that's like the funny part of it. Mm-hmm. Um whereas like I don't know. Like, what a time to be alive is just like completely like full fucking send into that shit. Mm-hmm. As as well as this, like the the brass arrangements mm-hmm. and uh, the like vocal melodies. Like, this feels like a fucking show tune, and it rocks. The brass arrangements fucking own, uh, dude. So good. Like, it's an it's crazy. Yeah, how good they are. Um, I want to bring up that this song and 3AM by Halsey are, like, essentially the same. I, I'll i show you afterwards. Yeah, but I do like, my best not to listen to Halsey, personally. Oh, I think that song slaps. Yeah? There's, like, if I could put together a 10-song Halsey set list, I would have a really good time. Mm. Like... You There's feel like at she least has... ten Halsey songs that, like, I think go bonkers. I like that um, that one where she feels so sorry and she feels so sad. Um, those are the lyrics. I just don't know what it's called. I feel so sorry. Yeah, I think that one's alright. I feel all right. so sad. You try to help me. You got mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That song's great. Mm-hmm. I also think that without me is like top five pop song of the 2010s. That's crazy. That song's amazing. I think you I think you need to be reminded what song what pop songs came out in the 2010s. No, I do not. Without <laughs> me is amazing. I do not agree. You are wrong. I don't, you are fucking wrong. I think that song sucks. It's like that song, 24 karat magic. Uh <laughs> you putting 24 karat magic below without me. I didn't say below. I'm saying included. Included included in the best songs. I think that song even coming close to 24 karat magic is like high treason. Shut up. It's fucking Bruno Mars. Yeah, I know. The comeback king. You just hate white women. That is objectively false. (laughs) That is categorically and provably Also, Halsey's not white, so... What is she? She's half black. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's white passing. She's white passing, yes. You hate white passing women. Still false. <laughs> <laughs> you look at my, my history, still false. <laughs> Way false. <laughs> I have a video to show you after this. Okay. <laughs> it's not it's not related to this. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um no, uh fuck. I, I don't think 24 Karat Magic is better than Without Me. I think 24 Karat Magic's better. Mm-hmm. But I do think Without Me is better than Uptown Funk. <laughs> you Ugh. look so upset with me right now. Dude, that is... <laughs> that 
That is fucked up. Without me, so good. I don't even think up to, like Uptown Funk like grew off me a bit, but like, come on, <laughs> come on, dude, dude. Without me, rocks. It's you can't say that that song doesn't. I whip can, ass. and I did. It doesn't whip ass. It sucks. <laughs> oh damn it! She's uh. not even right. He, she didn't put him up there. He was already up there. I think his fame was inflated a little bit by her. Well, yeah, it's fucking G-Eazy. I didn't, I didn't care about him until she started dating him. I never I cared about G-Eazy. I was like, you're dating Halsey? I'll slit your throat. <laughs> should have been me. I hate that. It should be me. <laughs> it should fucking be me. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. That, oh, Halsey man. and I would be best friends, but it'd be so toxic. Hmm. Yeah. It's very sad. Anyway. It's very sad that that, that it's very sad that that is just objectively true. So you can't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it hasn't happened yet. You yeah. know, it'd just be so toxic. Because you both know it, it wouldn't be good. For we you. just both know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had talks. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the same confidence I get when I watch like uh, a, uh, like a, a player on the Braves strikeout. I'm like, I could hit that. <laughs> I could like, totally. Come on, dude. 95, I could fucking hit that. Uh, I did a speed pitch thing the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm still throwing 81. Wow. I know. That's crazy. It's not incredibly fast, but it's pretty, pretty fast. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I bet I could throw a mean 50, maybe. No, because like... Kids who are like fifteen throw fifty. Oh, I don't know. Like, like middle school and high and like early high school ball. I could throw a mean sixty-five. I think you. I mean, you're strong. I don't know. You're big. <laughs> you could probably throw like I'm I, big. My guess I mean, is that you could throw seventy. Maybe we might have to go test this. Maybe yeah. We'll have we'll have to see how fast I can throw a ball. Have I told you uh, about how? <laughs> One time I got in a batting cage and just cranked it up to the highest speed and then let it hit me in the back. <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. I think to impress a girl. I don't remember. Like, hey, check this out. I was like, out. check this shit out. <laughs> I'm about to do something so stupid. It, dude, I had a welt on my back for like four weeks minimum. Like, yeah. That's the equivalent of stepping in front of an MLB pitcher and being like, watch this. Watch this shit, dude. (laughs) I'm going to turn around real quick. It just hit me in the back, which is not awful. It's not the But it did hurt really fucking bad. Of all places to be hit with a fucking, like, 90. Yeah. Probably the back. Yeah. I think that I'm just a person that gets hurt a lot in general. Like, the other day when I was in the gym, I hit my head so goddamn hard on a a, uh, bar. Like, I hit it so fucking hard. And I was just like, all right, I can still talk. Like, I can still, like, get sentences out. It didn't hit the part of my brain that does linguistics. Let's lift this shit. Guess I'm good. <laughs> I I hurt myself so much that, like, pain is just, like, it's maybe nothing to me now. Hmm. You ever think about that? You feel like you've graduated beyond So, in this, this episode, I've said I could be an MLB hitter. <laughs> Pain Halsey's doesn't affect me friend. and Halsey's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> no, I just get hurt a lot. I don't know if I'm good with pain. I don't know if I am. Are you good with pain? No. <laughs> really? No, I, I don't like being hurt. I mean, of course I don't like being hurt, but like, do you get hurt a lot? 
Not really. Oh, I, I, I'm like <laughs> pretty good at. Feel like a real dumbass. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. I mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, I, I just like don't get hurt. What about jamming your finger? Do you jam any of your fingers a lot? No. Really? I, I take. I jam my fingers constantly. Dude. I take so much precaution not to do that. Really? Yeah. Because I, I feel like I'm hated. I don't know. I hate. I guess that. I just walk around like Bigfoot then. Maybe. It's entirely I'm, possible. I'm much shorter than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly surprised I don't get hurt more often because I am so large. Like, Things move out of the way for you. True. You know, yeah. I'm I'm like Moses and people are the Red Sea. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Is that a lyric in this song? No. Oh, well, tell me a lyric that you liked in this song then. Um, apart from all of them, uh, permanent jet lag is just like a hell of a way to describe being tired all the time. It's a hell of a way to describe being on tour. Yeah. Permanent it's like jet kind leg. of half a brag too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, damn, I'm so tired. It was like, I was fucking, Oh, we flew to the show. God. Oh, and like that. And like, um, I, I think that is like, it's also just like a great starting line for Brendan's verse. Yeah. Like it's just a great way to come in. Yeah. Um, and like, the fact that it can be applied to not only being on tour, but like being tired about being in the band and being tired about like all the shit going yeah. on and like you being in a band despite it. Like, yeah, just a cracked line. Um, obviously the opening lines, um, just crazy way to start a song. Have yeah. you ever wanted to disappear? I don't know, Patrick, have you, I guess. I mean, I have, I guess maybe it's also the last line of the song. Yeah. Well, if you don't count, still thinking about it. If you don't count Pete's, um, Pete's oh, funny yeah. wacky it, tongue. Oh, I forgot that that's that's on this song, and it's not the opener to West Coast Smoker. Mm -hmm. All right, we need to go read that real quick. That's true. Because I I already talked about the lyric that I loved, which is the uh, Bush one. Mm -hmm. Uh, is there a Mrs. Benzedrine? Um, maybe. What is Benzedrine? Uh, but, 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 I mean, this fucking annotation. Benzedrine is a form of amphetamine that can be used as a stimulant. It was once used to treat those who had trouble getting up in the morning, those suffering from narcolepsy, and frontline soldiers. An earlier line of the song, Permanent Jet Lag, is mentioned. Jet lag is extreme tiredness and other physical effects. I know what fucking jet lag is. <laughs> Benzedrine could be used to combat fatigue caused by jet lag. So it's basically a nicer way of saying I'm on coke all the time. Yes. Oh, this is an interesting thing. I have never read into this at all. Mr. Benzedrine also represents Patrick's character in the album. Each band member represents a different character. P. Wentz is Mr. Sandman, mentioned in Headfirst Slide into Goober's Town on a Bad Bet. Joe Troman is Horseshoe Crab, mentioned in the Ship Gold Standard. And Andy Hurley is Donnie the Catcher. What? I would have to know more about what this concept I don't is supposed think to be. That is true. I just also think it's a it's a really corny way of establishing which character you are by being like, "Hey, call me call my me character's Mr. Benzedrine. name. Call me Mr. Benzedrine." That's. I feel like that's just a way of saying I'm on coke all the time. I do not think that anyone could try and make me like this record less. But if that was true. I don't think it's true. It's not. It can't be. It's not true. That sucks. That's. It's not true. You know who wrote that? Who? A fucking 21 Pilots fan. 
Because they got all this lore it's that does be not matter. It's got to be characters in every yeah. album. Yeah. It, it, I, it, I give them props for Trench only. Same. I, I only give and them props for Trench, but I know there's like a else. lot of lore behind Trench, right? Yeah, there is. But yeah. like the Who way that... Who fucking the, cares? Ah, For that album, it's incorporated and it's cool. For Scaled yeah. and Icy, sucks ass. <laughs> Scaled and Icy is just like, they wrote three songs and they're like, Oh, fuck it. What if every song was those three songs? Do you know the concept behind that record? No. It's supposed to be... I know that be... it's called Scaled and Icy, which yeah. is very funny. Very funny album name. Yeah. Um, but the concept behind that record is that the record is uh, what the people in universe are hearing, and it's like the, the record that the corporations are like pushing out to everyone is like the soulless shit, which does explain why it sucks so bad. But it's not an excuse for it sucking so bad. So they purposely made an album that sucks? I don't feel like they set out to make an album that sucks. I, I feel like no bands ever do that. Sure. Um, I hope, well, except for maybe Green Day with Father of All. Um, unless they're still on that record label, in which case I don't know why the fuck they did that then. Yeah. But um, I feel like they wanted to pivot to like more straightforward pop stuff and mm-hmm. then like they brought that uh explanation along with it to explain to their fans why it wasn't like trench um which, that sucks like, like that actually blows which does suck because trench is a great fucking record trench is great i don't know who nico and or the niners are me neither but i do think that song's awesome yeah i do think that song rocks that one's grown on me a lot because I, I first heard it um like i was there for the rollout of, of that record yeah and i was like a hater at that point um and like i heard nico and the niners and i think that was packaged with jumpsuit so i was like jumpsuits all right don't like this nico and the niners song right yeah and then um I, I still, forgot that they were rolled out at the same time. They were, yeah. That was a double single. Do you uh, like when bands do that, the double single? Depends. Um, if I feel like if it's two songs that sound the exact same, like, why bother? Yeah. Um, but if it's two songs that, like, have completely different vibes, then, like, hell yeah. Like, Which Jumpsuit and Nico definitely do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jumpsuit is, like, th- that bass line's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that song's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so reserved too when it's not the baseline. Yeah. Um but yeah, that man, I want twenty one pilots to put out a good record next time. Maybe they will. Hey, I don't like Blurry Face. But I, don't I either. love Trench. Blurry Face uh, I don't I don't know if this is a controversial opinion. Uh, I think that record is terrible. Uh yeah, I think that record is hot fucking garbage. I think the biggest redeeming factor about that record is that it's blurry face and it is what it is and it's so fucking weird. Yeah. But I think that there are maybe th- three or four good songs on the whole thing, which might be generous. And all of them are the singles. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- uh, was Hometown a single? I don't mind Hometown. I think. Oh, I don't like good. that song at all. I think it's all right. I don't. Uh, the good songs are Ride. Fairly local. Ah, I think Heavy Dirty Soul is pretty good, actually. I like that one. 
This is not rap. This is not hip hop. It's still one of the worst bars ever. But the yeah. he's going so fast that you can just forget it's there. Um, let me Lane look Boy's up a, terrible. Hate that one. I like the they um, just they didn't finish that song and they were like fuck it. What if what if we basically remixed it and made that the outro? It's <sighs> that record sucks. Yeah, the judge is like one of the worst songs they've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the good songs for me are, uh, they're a little different from yours, honestly. I like Heavy Dirty Soul. I like Stressed Out. I like Stressed Out also. Um, Ride Depends on the Day. I love Tear in My Heart. Um, and, uh, uh, We Don't Believe What's on TV is good. And I, like I don't like that time. song at all. I, any of the ukulele songs, I, I, you can miss me with those. Usually I hate the ukulele songs, but there's like such an energy to We Don't Believe It's on TV that like I fuck with it. I hate House of Gold. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that one. I hate not on song. that record, but um, yeah. I, just, I know, I just wanted to mention that I hate that song. Okay. I think the rest of Vessel is pretty good. Honestly. I haven't listened to the rest of Vessel. What? I know. You listen to Trees? Huh? You haven't heard the song Trees? No. This song is awesome. Well, why are we talking about Twenty One Pilots? I don't know. Oh, because I said a Twenty One Pilots fan wrote that. Oh yeah. Oh let's, yeah, yeah. Let's read Pete's fucking diet. <laughs> That's how we got here. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering that, but you know, it's not me. It's you. Actually, it's the taxidermy of you and me. Untie the balloons from around my neck and ground me. I'm just a racehorse on the track. Send me back to the glue factory. Always thought I'd float away and never come back. But I've got enough miles on my card to fly the boys home on my own. But you know me. I like being all alone and keeping you all alone. And the charts are boring and the kids are snoring and my ego's in a sling. You say you're not listening. And I said, I'm wishing. And I said, I said. Nice. <laughs> That's part of the outro in the genius annotation. You know, I started doing it and I was like, I was like, you oh, have to commit to it yeah, once you start. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I actually don't want to look at the meaning for any of that. No, me neither. I I love it so much. It's I, great. I feel like um, part of the reason I like it so much is it's it's so angsty and like it's so pissed off. It's so pissed off. It yeah. doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah, you feel it. I think theater kids may have internalized that monologue differently, though. Maybe. I think they're picturing him doing it in like a pirate costume. That would be funny. Yeah. If he wore a pirate costume in the studio. Yeah. And to just to record that part. <laughs> I was talking on the phone with someone yesterday morning about someone we know being a theater kid, like mm-hmm. a mutual friend of ours. Someone I don't know really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it made us closer. I think me <laughs> calling this person that we know a theater kid, they were like, they're like, and then they texted me all day. And I was like, awesome. Who is the theater kid? We can cut it out. So you knew one of the people I was talking about. I knew. I know of one of those people. Yeah. I haven't met either it's of two them. Two dudes, by two the way. Two dudes. Two dudes. Two fucking dudes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this song is one of the, one of the positive uh, repercussions of theater kids existing. Oh, hundo percent. Yeah. Well... It, if anything, like it's a it's a good showcase of like uh again, and we talk about this all the time about Pete being like wordy but not too wordy. 
mm-hmm. where it's like that whole goes to the desert that same war his dad rehearsed um like none of that shit rhymes Mm-mm. um but and it is mouthy but like it is not clunky at all it flows so good it flows so well um and uh it feels like the lyrics that he speaks at the end of this uh if it wasn't always the plan to have this at the end of the song, I think these were probably intended to be bridge lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the bridge of this song is uh, just a... Yeah. Which I think works better for that part. I think it... Uh, I think it works great. And then the short little verse... Uh, only one book really matters. The rest of the proof is on the television, which is like great. Yeah. It's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. I feel which like... is such a, it's such a weird way of like, it's such a weird cadence of saying that line. Mm-hmm. Only one book really matters. The rest of the proof. It's, it's real weird how it's broken up. Mm hmm. It's uh, but it feels so natural. Like you it only, feels super natural. Man. You only notice it's yeah. weird until you like look at it and you're like, "Damn, that's kind of weird." Yeah, you're like, eh, "That's very strange." Which is like, that's just I don't write like that. Like I don't always write like words and then I figure out how I'm gonna phrase them later. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always phrasing it for the sake of the song, like for the flow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like it's a, just a reminder that like you can kind of just do anything and it's fine. Yeah. You know. There there's some some uh songwriters I know who haven't really understood the fact that you can just kind of do whatever yeah. as long as it works. Should Pete Wentz rap? No. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um This is the closest he should ever get to rapping. Yeah. Cuz uh, like th- this like is already kind of pushing it. Yeah. I love it. It's already kind of pushing it. Sure, yeah. Uh, now, do you think uh, Baby Annihilation is anywhere near as good as the monologue at the end of the no. song? Yeah, I agree. Too. The delivery is not there on Baby Annihilation. He's a little older. Yeah. Even so, like, it, it just it I do sounds... know most of the words to Baby Annihilation, though. I don't. It's like, that track just kind of goes in one ear and out the other um, for I like me. Yeah. I like the soundscape of it. I just, like... Pete's delivery just sounds like a high schooler reading a book in yeah. class. Have you thought about how there's only nine real songs on So Much for Stardust? I don't mind it. No, I, mean, I don't mind it at all. Most of them are good. Or maybe there's only ten. Ten, real songs. I think. Okay, just that two. doesn't bother me as much as there being nine real songs because there's twelve. Yeah. Two. So two interludes, one shit ass fucking terrible song. So nine real songs. What shit ass terrible fucking song? Uh, feeling so good right now. Oh, disagree. I hate that song. I pretend I'm in a Gap commercial and I have a great time hearing <laughs> that song. <laughs> Me when I pretend I'm in a Gap commercial. <laughs> feeling so good right now. God. I think that song's okay. Um, well, we'll get to that one when it comes up. Yeah. Um, we've know. done it. I don't know how long we've been going. Yeah. Reddit. Um, all Reddit wants to talk about is the Bush line. Yeah. Really? I took a peek at it earlier. There's like. Like, of course, it's, like, the usual praise for this song and everything mm-hmm. like that, but, like, all the Reddit wants to fucking talk about is is the Bush line, mm. which is fine. Yeah. No covers line. of this song, I will say. There's, like, piano covers, and there's, like, um, 
maybe some like you know drum covers and stuff every now and then that show up on YouTube, but like ain't nobody trying to sing this song. No, it's such a. It's also kind of a deep cut, so I understand, but like, I don't know. It should not be a deep cut. It should be a a real song. Yeah. I saw them play this with Brendan. Damn. I know. It was awesome. Damn. It was great. Back before Brendan was over singing, too. Like, right before. That's insane. It was too... Wait. Let's see if I can do it. Too weird to live, too rare to die. There you go. That's it. It was that era. It was, like, right before that record came out. Yeah, he. I don't think he was over singing on that record. No. He's actually under singing on a few songs on that record. Yeah. Which uh, I think work for the vibes uh, most of the time. Um, so, can we talk real quick I, I i don't think i even told you this i revisited that record on this past tour oh really yeah what'd you think uh it has two of the worst panic of the disco songs on it and i'm including that with the later stuff which two casual affair and girl that you love <laughs> i think those are two of the worst songs that band has ever made i don't mind casual affair Girl That You Love, completely valid. That song sucks. Girl That You Love is terrible. Yeah. It's like... Casual... Casual Affair is like Portishead Jr. <laughs> and it like really sucks. Yeah. There's like some cool... There's some cool like backing vocals in it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I think it's like slightly better than the Pray for the Wicked stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's time for us to examine. Is Death of a Bachelor better than, than two? No. Really? There are way more bad songs than Death of a Bachelor. Crazy equals genius. Mm-hmm. Terrible song. Terrible. Victorious, terrible song. Terrible. Golden Days, terrible. Golden Days, terrible song. Um, I need to look at the track list. Okay, but hang on. Casual Affair. Girl You Love, Boys, Boys, Girls. I like that song. Oh, I don't like that song at all. I, I think, think that song's fucking terrible. I think it's good. I thought it was Friday this whole day. That's crazy. That's nuts. Entirely unrelated. Um, but I was like, why haven't I gotten my paycheck yet? It's not fucking Friday. Oh, I got paid. Damn. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that... um. All right, just 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 to just to go with the the funniness of it all. Let me try to remember all the songs that I don't like on Death of a Bachelor. It's Victorious, okay. Crazy Equals Genius, Golden Days. Um, oh, Far Too Young to Die isn't a good song either. I like that one. I think it has a good sound. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you like nicotine too? I bet your fucking ass I like nicotine. I like that song. I didn't think you would. I like it. Um, all right, I'm looking at the track list. Uh, don't threaten uh, fucking. No, I like don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, uh, victorious, crazy equals genius. Golden days, good, the bad, and the dirty is a terrible song. Oh, I don't remember that one. House of Memories, too. 
um, okay, that yeah, song that one's sucks. bad too. So there's five, five bad but songs. Too 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 weird to live, too rare to die. Doesn't have uh, Emperor's new clothes on it. That's true, but having higher highs doesn't mean your lows are lower or not lower. I think. I think the lows are way lower. On I Death think the Dashboard. lows are lower, but also the highs are way higher. Maybe I mean, because um, like this is gospel's obviously great. Um, yeah, and uh, Vegas Lights I like. Miss yeah. Jackson I like. Mm-hmm. Girl that you love I don't like. Nicotine I think is fine. Girls, girl, girls, boys I don't like. Casual affair I don't like. Far too young to die I don't like. Colorful, I'm mid on. I like colorful. It's nice. It's fine. I eh, I don't know. I do think it's very funny that after a successful, like, proper follow-up to A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, because I don't think Pretty Odd is, like, technically it is the follow-up. I don't think it. Sonically, it's not at all. Sonically, not at all. Uh, Like. It is funny that after the return to form record, which, you know, they hadn't deviated from the form by very much, mm-hmm. but like, or for very long, but uh, like, I do think it's very funny to put out a 10 song, 32 minute record. Yeah. Like, to just fart one out. Ten, <laughs> 10 song, 32 minute, mostly electro pop record. Mostly electro pop record. Yeah. That was the that was right before eighties throwback stuff too. Yeah. He got on the train early. It's right before like the drive soundtrack. <laughs> Good soundtrack. Great soundtrack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great but movie. It's got that Kavinsky song on it. And because of I, I think that that is what started the synth wave revival. Mm. Is that song being in drive and then the thing that kicked it up was Stranger Things. Yeah. And then all pop music was synthwave. All pop music has been synthwave since, basically. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about, like, I don't know, that one Rena Samoyawa song. Which one? Who's Gonna Save You Now? Oh. That song's crazy. Mm-hmm. XS is crazy, too. XS rocks. Give me just oh. a little bit. Uh, Shut the Fuck Up is great, too. Shut the Fuck Up is sick, yeah. Shout out. That yeah. Rena Sawayama record. I haven't listened to Hold the Girl. I haven't listened to Hold the Girl either. <laughs> I've only listened to the, the first one, and I feel fine about it. Yeah, I've heard Hold the Girl isn't as good. Yeah. but I'm sure she'll put out another good record, unless she just wants to act instead. She's a good actress. She's very good. John Wick Quattro. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> Jonathan Wick. Juan Wick. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um, suppose it's a good time to uh, rate this bitch in ten. Ten, easy, yeah, easy. Um, easy. Feels good to have two tens right in a row. It's yeah. crazy. Um, I hope that train continues. But before we find out if that train continues, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you listen this far, uh, I was gonna say I love you, but that's weird. So um, that's not weird. I don't know. Definitely said that before on this podcast. Maybe. Um, uh, I just don't feel like we're there yet, but um, keep listening to the podcast and we might get there. Uh, 
Uh, follow Carson and I's bands uh, at the Calistow Boys on Instagram, at Calistow Boys on Twitter. Follow my band at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. Uh, follow the podcast at The Dreaded Wheel on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, for only $5 a month, you can get more episodes uh, somewhat infrequently uploaded. Yeah. But uh, that's patreon.com slash the dreaded wheel. There's at least like 10 hours of content on the Patreon that at you least. can go enjoy. Yeah. yeah. So if you want 10 more hours of content if you want, if you want to go kill with more hours. being added, mind you. Uh, we don't know when. <laughs> soon, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, go subscribe over there. It's not necessary, but we'd appreciate it. Uh, and let's spin this freak. Oh my goodness, I'm burping for this freaking that wheel. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to say this. This is the first time the wheel has looked a, a, a little bit smaller. Really? This entire time of doing this podcast. It, and maybe you won't see it because I look at it more than you do, but. Show me this damn ass wheel. Still looks big as fuck to me. <laughs> damn, all right, all right. At least you're honest. Yeah. It looks a little bit smaller to me. The, the The slices are a little bit bigger. Maybe. Do you want to spin? Yeah, sure. You've been spawning in a while. Go for it. Uh, blammo. I pressed the spin button, and now it's, it's spinning. spinning. It's going. Oh! Whoa! Wow! Okay, all right. We got I Don't Care. We got I Don't Care. Another good one. Another good one. We're in our so We're back era. We We're are so fucking back. We're going to get humbled in two weeks, though, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're probably going to get, like, fucking rat-a-tat. <laughs> oh, it, I think it was right next to rat-a-tat, maybe? Oh, no, it's next to a uh, little less 16 Candles and Homesick at Space Camp. So it, it wouldn't have been that bad, but I did see rat-a-tat show up as it was slowing down, and I was like, oh, no. Uh-oh. So... All right, everyone. Well, there you go. There There you go. There you have it. That's next week's episode. Uh, Bye.